If you're interested into getting some CBD or some glass for your cannabis or some juice or tanks or rolling trays or anything related to uh, smoke culture, go check out Smoky Heads. That's SmokyHeadsWithAZ.com. And basically all they have is just everything related to smoke culture. They got some dope glassware and bongs and pipes. They got some really dope juices at, for your vapes. They also got um, good starter kits. So if you need like a vape, if you broke yours and you need a new one, they got a great starter kit that if you if those of you don't know what a starter kit is, it's a tank and the battery all together. They got some rolling trays and dab tools and basically anything that you could possibly need. But the best part is they got CBD. So for those of you that aren't into the smoke culture, but that are into holistic healing they definitely got the cbd there for you so you can try some some of that and see how that works for you so go check it out that's smokyheadswithaz.com one more time that's s-m-o-k-e-y-h-e-a-d-z.com and for our listeners you get a special little gift of 15% off if you use offer code emerald life that's e-m-r-l-d life and you'll get 15% off. So that's pretty dope. If you need a new vape or you want to buy some juice, go ahead. Use Emerald Life. Go to Smoky Heads. And you use that offer code. Get 15% off on your next liquid or your next uh, next glass piece. Or if you're trying to buy some CBD. So go ahead and check them out and tell me what you think. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome, everyone, to Emerald Life. This is your host, Jay, and our co-host. And today we got Zaire up on the cast. Yo, say what up. What's good? What's good? Za and Isaac, we got you on the cast as well. What's good, y'all? Uh, so today, we're going to be talking with our guests, and we're also going to be talking about... Uh, Hold on, hold on. What's going on? Whoa. It's trippy. What is going on? What is going on? We got... <laughs> We've been getting... <laughs> Whoa. This is so trippy. This uh, has never happened before. Yeah, this is so crazy. Um. Okay, so basically what's happening is we're getting audio of, you, of us saying 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This is... There we go. You stopped it. It was just a repeat, a loop of like... Of us. Of us just talking in the music. That's hilarious. And she had nothing... She had no idea. <laughs> that's funny, that's funny. What's up, guys? What's up, what's up? What's up, everybody on Instagram? What's up, everybody on uh, wherever you're listening or watching us? Sorry for the uh, immediate glitch. Always happens when you're going live stream. There's always little problems when you're live on. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm gonna take this off. I'm gonna take off the headphones. It's time to take it off because something's going on. Uh, so to start us off, I want to start talking about this person, Billy Holiday, and we spoke a little bit uh, about it before we got onto the cast. But um, I had this article here. I wanted to read it to you guys and to whoever was listening because I felt like Billy Holiday and her story at really jives with our movement and the and the legalization movement mm -hmm. and it's kind of funny how how her story really exemplifies and shows how crazy this war on drugs is really really is and what it's really about and give people a little bit of insight on what's going on behind the scenes uh so right here we have it up on the screen and as our producer pulls it up having a little difficulty hold on there we go so i just wanted to read this out loud to you and the listeners and to people watching because this is a really dope article and it's something that i really think that you guys should take a, uh, a listen to so it starts off it says from the first day in office in 1930 harry enslinger had a problem and everyone knew it he had just been appointed the head of the Federal Bureau of Narcotics, a tiny agency bur buried in gray bowels of the Treasury Department in Washington, D.C., 
and it seemed to be on the brink of being abolished. This was the old Department of Prohibition, but Prohibition had been abolished and his men needed a new role, fast. As he looked over his new staff, just a few uh, years before the, his pursuit on Billy Holiday began, he saw a sunken army who had spent 14 years waging war on alcohol only to see alcohol win and win big. These men were notoriously corrupt and crooked, but now Harry was supposed to whip them into a force capable of wiping drugs from the United States forever. So, just to give you a little, that just gave you like a little taste of what really this guy, Harry Anslinger, was about. You know, he was trying to get funding for his department. You know, he just got this new role. He's trying to do the best that he can with what he got. Right. So they already set him up for failure. They put him in a corner. And if you got, if he's like a pit bull and you put a pit bull in the corner, you got no choice. He's going to bite. So this is how he comes back. So Harry believed he could. He believed he could, uh, that the response being dealt uh, a weak hand should always be, uh, hold on, <laughs> should always be dramatically rise to the stakes. He, ple- he pledged to eradicate all drugs everywhere. And within 30 years, he succeeded in turning this crumbling department with uh, disheartened men into a headquarters for global war that could continue for decades. He could do it because he was the bureaucratic genius. But even more crucially, because there was a deep strain in American culture that was waiting for a man like him, with a sure and certain answer to the questions about chemicals. Alright, so as so just to give you like a little insight, like, okay, he was looking for like, okay, what what can he do to give like his department some money and he was gonna use his ties in in uh, this is it. Probably, uh, if you go back to the top there, it says 1930. So this is just after prohibition. Uh, so alcohol is now legal again. People can drink again, and now they have a whole but department. Not to cut you off, but it just shows how important music is, even though we haven't gotten there yet. But just the fact that he's doing something as important as trying to eradicate drugs from, like, especially from the hood and minorities. Right. He, I could already see that he's using jazz and this singer to help that, help his vision. So mm. it really proves how influential music really is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, it shows, like, the gift that you guys have to share. This is why I wanted to share it with you guys because... Mm-hmm. So, if the viewers don't know, we have you guys, and you guys are artists, correct? I am. He is. He is, and what yeah. about you? No, I'm just, just, just here, yeah. Right. He's a, just um, here to support. Yeah. That's I'm always good. <laughs> and uh, we, we consider anybody that has any sort of passion to be an artist of some correct. right. Everybody's mm-hmm. an artist in some way. And yeah. if you're an artist, you're a rebel. So welcome That's to the rebellion. That's a fact, because he do draw. Right? <laughs> Everybody has some creativity and some outlet they want to like. Yeah. Out. So uh, our guests here, they're they're artists in, in different in different ways. Right. Um, you rap, is that correct? Yeah, I make music. You make music. So music I'm a, so I'm a where can they find your music real quick? Uh, you can find me on iTunes, Spotify, all SoundCloud, all streaming platforms. And we're gonna. I want to hear more about your story. I want to hear about like how you came up, mm-hmm. and I want to you know talk about you know, a little bit on on your experience because like. Like other people that want to be a, uh, an artist, you know, or a rapper or a singer, or you know, they don't know like how hard it is, or they don't know like the journey because they just want to know how to start. And I think the best way to help people, you know, to give people like a direction is by hearing the story of others. Right. So like we'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. So um, going forward with the story, just to like finish it off right so harry anslinger uh so he he wanted to create this uh war on drugs that's what his task was so his first uh what he did was uh it says here the article jazz was the opposite of everything harry anslinger believed in it improvised relaxed free form it follows its own rhythm worst of all it's a mongrel music made of European, Caribbean, and African echoes all mating on American shores. 
So you can clearly see this guy was very like racist in, in his mindset. And to Anslinger, this musical anarchy was evidence and reoccurrence of the primitive impulses that lurk in black people waiting to emerge. It sounded, his internal memo said, like the jungles of, in the dead of night. So like the jungles in the dead of night. Um, another memo warned that unbelievably ancient uh, incident rites of the East Indies are resurrected. And this black man's music lives on the jazz men, he said. Reek of filth. So give an idea. Like this guy was just horrible. And he's he's creating this whole war, this whole campaign. A, com- a campaign, mind you, that we are still to this day are still fighting. And that this, just is this is the guy that started this movement, and to this day we're still fighting it. To give you an, a little insight on that, his agents reported back to him. Many among the Jasmine think they're playing magnificent, magnificently when under the influence of marijuana, but then but they are actually becoming hopelessly confused and playing horribly. That's what he considers jazz. Um, the Bureau believed that marijuana slowed down your perception of time dramatically, and this is why jazz music <laughs> and this is why jazz music sounded so freakish. The musicians were literally living at a different inhuman rhythm. That's what he says. Music hath charms, their memos say, but it but not this music. So he says this music has charms, but not this music. Indeed, Enslinger took took jazz as yet more proof that marijuana drives people insane. For example, the song The Funny Reefer Man contains a line, any time he gets a notion, he can walk across the ocean. Anslinger's agents warned that that's exactly what drug users were like. He think he does think that like that. So like, you know, every time he smokes, he thinks he can walk across the ocean and finds out like he's going to you know, drown. Like, what kind of bullshit is that? Um, Anslinger looked over the scene filled with rebels like Charlie Parker, Louis Armstrong, and so on. The journalist uh, Larry Sloman recorded, he longed to see them all behind bars. All the famous jazz musicians, he wanted them all behind bars. I mean, I feel like that's still going on to this day. Yeah. In a different sense. Like, even with that Meek Mill thing, like, they just want to see him behind bars. Like, they gave him so much time for such, for such a stupid thing. Yeah, and, you know, there's... And then you have others that are forced in certain situations to be, like, you know, based on their crew members, based on who their posse is, and all of a sudden, because someone else did an action in, in rallying up against for you, you're all of a sudden the, the problem. And, you know, there's no looking further into that. You know, they're saying, you know, that's all you... I feel like it's more personal than that. I feel like people have such a hard time to see millennials get millions. You know, I feel like Mm. it bugs them to their soul. Like, they couldn't make it happen. So they, like, choose anything to bring artists down. Like, Takashi and all these different things, you know. Mm. I'm not saying that he should have gotten away with it, but... Like they went, I feel like they went harder because he's young and because he has millions and he's on the top mm-hmm. and his like message and stuff like that. I feel like people take it more personal. I, I yeah, I feel like you know, makes sense. But I feel like they take it personal because it's like you know they people would be like uh, money can't buy you happiness, money can't buy you right. out of any situation stuff mm-hmm. like that. So. Like, if I'm a judge, like Meek Mill said, they paying you $44 an hour. You feel me? If I'm a judge, I'm getting paid $44 an hour, and I got your case, and you make it way, you make it what I'm making in, like, a day, a week, whatever, whatever, right. you feel what I'm saying? I can't have you thinking, because you make more than me, you about to walk away. Right. So that's what makes it personal, because I'm trying to set a principle, like, money can't buy you out the situation, but... You feel me? The way it's just portrayed, it's, it's just like, it's harsh. So as media, as people, we take it as, it's, it's hate, you know yeah. what I mean? Or or stuff yeah. like that. But it's just, it's I look at it as like, it's just them trying to get the message across, but it's yeah, just, it's I, just I, blown I up. It just I, get blown up. I think, I think, I think you're onto something with that. Definitely, for sure. Because um, I feel like because artists and all these people are in the spotlight, 
and they they catch them doing something that they shouldn't be, or you know, just a little, just a little something gives people like it gives them a a clear message to say this is what you should not be doing, and all these people got eyes on it, so they're keeping us all oppressed because they're where's this is what we're seeing. We're seeing oh shit, you know. Uh, Takashi just got locked up. Let me just, ooh, let me be careful, whatever. And yeah, I think people forget how vulnerable artists are, like how real what they're talking about and how they really experience that. People just think they're just telling stories. Like yeah. that's, those stories are personal. Yeah, and you know, even if it's even if the story isn't theirs. Yeah, most definitely. I was about to say that too. Even if the story not theirs, because right. I've done done it before too. I done wrote songs like. It was a situation that, like, my boy was coming to me, like, yo, she doing this, that, and third. And then I hear B, and then what I visualize is what he was telling me. So then it's like, I did mm. this for you. Mm. But you, I'm not going to tell you because when you hear the song, you're going to fuck with it off the rip because it's right. relatable. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. But if I tell you, it kind of throw that off because yeah. it's like, oh, it's about me. Right. You're just going to like it. Right. Exactly. That's, that's very uh, interesting perspective on all that. And that's why... You know, when you when you pursue to be an artist, this has got to be something full of passion. You got to want it from from your heart, from your heart and soul, because you got a whole army of people trying to take it away from you. And you got to keep your mind sane through all that and keep telling yourself, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck what yeah. them what they were telling me, whatever that poison that they're feeding me, I'm I know what I'm capable of doing. I know my message is good. I know what I'm doing. I know what I can my ability and just keep focusing on that and making sure that, that always comes better and better. I just feel like the industry is so saturated. It's kind of, it's hard <clears throat> to stick out. Like you yeah, need to it's hard yeah, it's hard that to too. it's hard to that be too. it's hard to be it's not even hard right. to be different because we all different already. Right. It's hard to be yourself. Because you got so many people that make music. You got so many links, so many commercials, so many um, um, uh, samples, so many this, so many that. It's hard to know your own sound. And that's what throw it off because you think, oh yeah, I wrote this song, it's tough. But you sound like this person. You sound like that person. It right. might not be. It might not even be an industrial artist. It could be somebody underground. It could be somebody local. Because you, it's you. We we mimic. We hear it and we pick it up. Right. That mm. that's that's. It's hard. That's it. Uh, yeah, and there's something that I would because I also learn how to do like I'm learning how to do like film uh filmmaking and you know photography and all that stuff and one of the things I've heard and I and I think that's true in music that everything is a remix. So when I hear that everything is a remix, I think, you know, that's very that's very true with everything, you know, because we're standing on the shoulders of giants of, of the people that have done it before. Right. So even if you think you're on a new sound, somebody's been working on that before you right. and you just finishing what they started. Mm-hmm. So like that's and it, this is why I think us here at the Emerald Life Studios and Emerald J that's what we try to bring to everybody is that feeling that we should be a community because we work best when we're working together and we're collaborating because your idea, yeah, you're different and I'm different, but together we make even something even more different. And that, that web of your fans and then my fans and then my fans see your shows and your fans see my shows and, and going together, it makes it makes everyone involved feel like they're part of something yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. So, what's it? Networking. Yeah. So, um, continuing back to the story, uh, it continues on saying, "Enslinger looked over the scene of." Uh, hold on, let me go down a little bit. So we uh, we will have a great national roundup arrest of all such persons on a single day. I'll let you know what day, he says. Advice on his drug raids to his men was always simple. Shoot first. He reassured his congressman that the crackdown would affect no good. Well, I'm sorry, let me go back. He reassured congressmen that his crackdown would not affect the good musicians, but the jazz type. But when Harry came for them, the jazz world would have one weapon that saved them. 
its absolute solidarity. Anslinger's men could find almost no one among them who was willing to snitch or whenever one of them was busted, they all chipped in to bail him out. So that community is what kept Jazz alive. Like, how crazy is that? And uh, it says, in the end, the Treasury Department told Enslinger that he was uh, wasting his time taking on a community that couldn't be fractured. So he scaled down his focus until it settled on a laser, uh, like a laser on a single target, perhaps the greatest female jazz vocalist there ever was. He wanted to bring the full thump of the federal government down upon the scorch of the modern society, his public num- uh, public enemy number one, Billie Holiday. On the night in 1939, Billie Holiday took up uh, on stage in New York City and sang the song unlike, anyone, unlike anything anyone heard before. Strange Fruit was a musical lament uh, against lynching. It imagined black bodies hanging from trees as dark fruit native to the South. Here where black women, before mixed audience, grieving for the racist murders in the United States. Immediately after, Billie Holiday received her first threat from the Federal Bureau of, Nar- of Narcotics. So after she performed this, she got a, a, a letter right after saying, you know, You're, we're investigating you. Mm. Um... Harry heard whispers that she was using heroin. And after she flatly refused to be silent about racism, uh, he assigned an agent named Jimmy Fletcher to track her every move. Harry hated to hire um, black agents, but if he sent white guys to Harlem and, and Baltimore, they stood out right away. Jimmy Fletcher was the answer. His job was to bust his own people, but Enslinger was insistent that no black man in his bureau could ever become a white man's boss. Jimmy was allowed through the door at the bureau, but never upstairs. He would, he would uh, remain an archive man, a street agent whose job was to figure out who was selling, who was supplying, and who should be busted. He would carry large amounts of drugs with him. And it was always allowed to deal drugs himself so he can gain confidence of the people he was secretly po- plotting to uh, to arrest. Isn't that like so twisted? Just right. think about it. Like, have this black guy not I, even allowed to come up to the office. They made a movie him, like, like that before. Huh? A movie? They made a movie like that before. Oh, uh, yeah? yeah? Well, I can't see- think about I think I saw it on Bounce. You guys heard of Bounce? Mm-hmm. Nah. Yeah. You had a cable out your whole life. You've always had cable. What's what's bounce? <clears throat> bounce is like it's a like a low channel, like lower than ours. So like if you had cable, you probably wouldn't know about it. That's oh, it okay, <laughs> okay, okay. For me, I ain't always no had way. cable growing up. I had no, to watch no. the bounce. You know <laughs> channel channel five. You know what I'm saying? Nah, no worries. I mean, <laughs> we, we've like cut we've cut cable to the point where it's just like Netflix and oh, yeah, and right. like we got all the. All the other streaming services, we don't even know what the hell's on regular TV well, half the time. Netflix is where I found. I was watching Cubo. <laughs> Cubo, I've never heard of that. That's crazy. <laughs> nah, but yeah, they made a movie like that. It was about the same thing about a uh, black cop, young cop, mm. and he had to basically go under oh, the cover. He had okay. to go under the cover to like sell drugs and stuff, but he wanted up getting too deep in it. Mm. For me, that's how that ended up. Well, okay, so just to sum this all up, because I read, I read fully through this, you know. So basically, he sent this guy Jimmy Fletcher to be with, um, with Billy Holiday. They got together, and he somehow won her affection, and they got into a relationship, and he fell dead in love with her. Mm. But you know, this assignment was always in the background. And what ended up happening was Harry went down full force on on Billie Holiday to a point where he got her imprisoned. He made sure that that shit was like going to stick 100% and it made it a huge example out of her. And from that point on, not only did marijuana become illegal, but all other drugs became illegal. And the rise of drug cartels in Mexico... The rise of the Colombian coke trade. 
I've seen drug cartels. Of, yeah. For, uh, from Mexico. Oh, you have? Yeah, that shit's crazy. Oh, that's crazy. I, I, how? What kind of experience was that? Um, uh, <clears throat> my It's like you know, everybody that's like south, southern of the border uh-huh. is just like you know fighting their way through the Mexican cartel again through America and deep Mexico. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Like where police isn't like you know. Close. Wow. Yeah, and from what I from what I'm hearing, like I was listening to a podcast, and from what I'm hearing today. If you go down to Mexico and a drug cartel wanted uh, somebody dead, they hire the cops. They dead ass call the cops and say, I want this guy dead. And they they dispose of the body. And the cops do it because they're going to do it whether they want them to or not. So they just try to make it as, like, clean as possible. You know, they they kill the person. They You guys understand Spanish, right? What happened? Because there's like a uh, there's like yeah. a movie on like cartels and stuff it's like Cartel Land. Oh, I never heard of that. Yeah, yeah, definitely Cartel Land. I'll check it out. Um, yeah, we're both we're both Dominican. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shout out to Dr. Uh, although we born and raised in New York, and that we don't we don't really like uh, go to Dominican Republic that often, so we're not we're not like a hundred percent with our fluent Spanish and all that. But we are straight up New Yorkers. We're, we're that Dominican typical <laughs> New Yorker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but so yeah, I just really wanted to bring that up to show you guys, like to show the people that are listening, and to show you guys, our guests, you know, the, the how the war on drugs got started by this man, this kind of man that just went after jazz because he thought people that smoke make this fucking crazy ass music. And they they deserve to be arrested. Yeah, that's such a biased thing. Like, right. Like, I feel that your music is trash. Like, you deserve exactly. to be arrested. And not only not only was that that thought fucking fucked up, but he had the power to act on it and did. Mm-hmm. And and the the only thing that saved jazz was that the whole community was up for one another. Like. Right. They're, everybody just had each other's back. No one snitched on nobody. And everyone was just, you know what? You make jazz. I make jazz. We make music. We're a community. If we don't stick together, they're going to fuck us all up. Exactly. So, and then that's that. That's why I wanted to bring it up. Because, like, I feel like that's something that <clears throat> has gotten lost somewhere. Somewhere along the line that got lost. And now you see people like artists beefing. You see artists, you're like, you know, trying to fight for attention, trying to fight for whatever. And I think we, sh- we should come to the conclusion that we should all just jive together. You know, we're all a community. We're all facing it together. Mm-hmm. Some people make it all the way to the top. And some people don't. But the ones that don't doesn't mean that they're not as talented. Right. Or at least they You just didn't get the right ear. Exactly. Yeah. Your, your music ain't hit the right two ears yet. Exactly. And that's that's what I want to bring out for those of you listening, you know. You know, if you know an artist, if you know somebody, you know, give them support. Give them, you know, that that recognition because you don't know how important that might be cuz that actually just saved a whole genre of music. Yeah. I mean, just um, just touching on that that support that we were bringing up earlier, how important it is just to give a like or a comment, just to be active uh, to these artists or these you know your friends that you say that you support. You don't need to put money down most of the time to support somebody. Right. You know, there's a difference between saying, "Oh, your shit is dope," but then you don't listen to not one song, mm-hmm. not one picture you look at, not one comment. You know? Right. Um, I feel like support goes a long way because you never know who that person may bring in that connection. It's all about networking. So it's important to always share, to always comment. That's what we tell everybody on the podcast to always comment, leave a, leave a like, leave right. a, you know, leave us something so that we know what we're building here is a platform for people to all support each other. So if there's people that are into what you're into, they can go ahead and just write your name down real quick. Because we just want to build that support system because artists don't have that right now. Right. Especially not in Jersey. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you Especially know what? But it's crazy because the, the greatest things come from Jersey. Because, like, yo. That's you look, true. Yo, if you look at Atlanta, mm-hmm. like, that's it right there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Look at what they they pushing each other. That shit was just like, I'm here. Yo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, y'all. We here. Yeah. You feel me? I opened the door. We good. We in here. And then when in Jersey, that shit like, oh, I'm in here. Lock that shit. Yo, fuck you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the free. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's how, that's how it is in Jersey. Like, yeah. That is not good now. Nah. That's how it is. That's not that's good. Why it's hard to stand out, especially because of that. I just be myself. I make my own music. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I might make some songs where even myself, I listen to it a few times, and I'd be like, yo, I could see, I could see how I sounded like Drake, or I could see how I sounded like, you know, what I mean, me mm-hmm. or Tilla or somebody, you know, what I mean, party, right? Or yeah, whatever, whatever. I could see, but then it's just like, but that's me though. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, because if you be like, oh, I sounded like him, now you fighting yourself because that might just be a sound. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to, it's okay if you have a sound that's similar. Right. But it's all about, it's all about your creation of music, how you make it. You feel me? Everybody write different. People, mm. people like to sit in the studio and hear it over and over. People like to go do something to influence them. People, right. you know what I mean? People do it different. That's, that's what makes the music. And how, what's, what's the way you like to, to make? Shit, I like to make music fresh off. Like, as soon as I wake up, that's mm. the best time for me to write music. Really? Yeah, because my head is still, like, I'm still processing things, you feel me? Mm. So I don't, I don't really know how it works, but it's, I just feel like I'm getting the most out of my lyrics, like, the freshest ideas. Like, I'm not on Instagram yet. I'm not reading messages yet. I'm just mm. on beats, you feel Because I subscribe to a lot of the people that make beats on YouTube. So okay. when I wake up, it's like... B, 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 new B, new B, new uh, B. So okay. I'm just listening, picking what I like, picking what I don't like, and okay. just like that. Yeah, I, I, I actually, like, just as a project, I'm not trying to look for anything, like, uh, like trying to pursue it or anything <clears throat> like that, but I do make, like, uh, lyrics and rhymes, uh, and I wake up, and I, like, I check them, I check out the new beats that come up, and I'm just like, there's this one guy, I gotta shout him out, because he got some dope-ass beats, Tundra Beats. Yo, this guy Tundra comes up with fresh beats, um, very like down tempo, very my mellow mood, and like I li- I listen to some of his stuff in the morning too, and like my thing when I like to write the lyrics, it just it, it hits me and in it in when it hits me, it's just like it can be no matter like it's not a particular time or place, it, it just hits me like I, like a lightning strike, and I'm like shit. Let me get let me get my phone. Let me start writing it down. Let me write it down. Let me write it going. And then it could be anywhere. So I'm like listening to the beat and I'm like, or there's times where I try to force it out. Or there's times where I listen to a beat and the words just come out of my mouth. And I'm like, oh shit, let me write this down. Mm-hmm. Like, but for me, I make beats as well. And for making beats, it's oh, a you, different. You yeah. make beats? I make, oh, I, I, I mean, I <laughs> It's been a while since I made a beat, to be honest, mm-hmm. just because I've been focusing more on the Emerald, Emerald J platform. But, uh, yeah, so I, I've made beats, and when making beats, to me, I have to be on a different mindset. Mm-hmm. To make beats, I have to, like, get fucked up as hell. <laughs> that's that's perfect. You gotta hear it all. I gotta you hear, hear it, and, and I, when, I'm, when I'm really good, when I'm nice and stoned, and I'm starting to play the, the the music. It's it feels as though as though that it's not me playing the music. I'm just the vessel from something else. Mm-hmm. You're just like you're just going. I'm just going. <laughs> right. It, it just feels like I, I turn my my mind off, and now I make myself a controller to something else. <laughs> my right. Because you know what? It, it's it's a fucking strange feeling because when I hear my music again. I can't tell you how I made it. I cannot tell you what notes do, they were to get there. It just like it just perfectly put together in a state that I I had to be there to, to in order to get there. Dude. I mean, I could recreate it if I wanted to, but like to get that that exact sound the way it was to do it a different way, it, it won't be able to. It's like when you it's like when you write a line. If you stop, you're never gonna get that line straight. Exactly. Never gonna get that exactly. Line straight. Man. Yeah. But do you do you live on it though? Like when you create a beat, do you 
like come back the next day oh take this out put this in come back two days later take this out put this in like do you live on the beat uh f- what i what i end up doing a lot of the times when i hit when I, that beat is within me and it hits me i i take down the hook i just write the hook first boom and then i just save it and i say i, I don't know i'll hit it maybe one time then like three weeks four weeks five weeks later i hit that the hook i pull it up oh shit this shit is popping <laughs> then i expand it go from go backwards okay how does it get to the hook okay let me get there all right and then i just go backwards from there but um like so i would have like in my files it just all my saved files is just hooks just different hooks and melodies that i have in my head and i put them down and then when i click on one of them I just listen to it. Oh shit! This is fucking fire! And then I just <laughs> throw it back. Cause sometimes you know I write so many fucking beats that come out of my head. I just it stacks up in three weeks, four weeks. That's like 15, 20 beats. Yeah. So it's just like when I come back to it, like after twenty beats, making different shit, you go back to one and you're like, "What the fuck? Yeah. This shit is popping! I made yeah. this shit." <laughs> yeah, that's how I be with the music too. Yeah, and then like that's another thing. People think that rappers or, or artists are kind of like lazy, and it's not that yeah, because it's it's no. a lot of work it's, to yeah. put. It's a like, lot of a work. Lot of mental frustration, like writing block. Like and all for, that me, stuff. Yeah. for me, when I write, boom, I come. I might get a hook, get a verse. Then I don't get writer's block, but it gets to a point where it'd be like, all right, how can I change the song? Because to me, the second verse and the the second verse is the song. Mm-hmm. Like you know what the song gonna be about by the second verse. That oh, is the okay. song. You feel me? The the first verse is the lead in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's how I look at music. Unless you got a three verse song, then it's like, ah, right, he might be talking throughout the whole shit. Uh, you know okay. what I'm saying? So I might get the hook first verse, then it's like I need to change the song. I'm on the same beat, mm-hmm. but I need to make the song different. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I need it to where when the second verse come on, it don't sound like the the, the first one at all. Uh, it's completely different. So it'd be like, all right, I can't do that. I'll find another beat. Like I find myself writing like five, six songs in, mm-hmm. in one morning. You feel me? And that's I'm doing this every day, every <laughs> day, seven days great. out the week. That's perfect. I might not finish them all, but then I go back. Like you said, you go back, you'd be like, oh, shit. Yeah, and all right. It, it sounds fresh to you because you just went over all this other shit. Exactly. So you done forgot about it. So when you do it, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, now you getting yeah. ideas because it's fresh again. Exactly. That's why I said, you, do you live on it? Because I love to live on I, it. Yeah, I, I definitely do. I, I live on it. But then there's also times where... I get a beat, and I have to stay in that space because I know I won't I won't get it out otherwise. Like it might be a, a melody that is not just in the hook; it starts in the beginning and flows all the way through. So what I'll do is I'll like there's times where I hit a record button and I'm just playing that playing my piano all the way through, like for the full four or five minutes. I'm just playing, letting letting no no rehearsed note nothing just letting my mind create the song and then i stop it throw it back and i know exactly at that moment i know what i wanted what i'm hearing what i heard when i played it and if i wait on that and i try to go back and recreate what what i was thinking it will never sound the same because i'll be like i'll wait a little bit longer on a clap on a snare and i'll, I'll put something different because i'll listen to it again and i'll You'll want to, like, dissect yeah. it, basically. Right, so... so. I, have a, I have a question, though. Out of all the songs that you created, like, what are your favorites so that they can check it out? Uh, honestly, it would have to be... It's on my tape, Best Vibes Yet, also on our streaming platforms. It would have to be Making You Happy. Making You Happy. Mm-hmm. Um, with Your Girlfriends. And then... And with Your Girlfriends. With your girlfriend, and then like if I had to choose the top three, my third one would be, uh, you lucky. You lucky. You lucky. I gotta, I gotta. You got any of the songs loaded up on your phone right now? Can we get a sample? Meantime, while he's looking that up, it is time to pull up one of your bongs, choose a bong, and let's get lit. It is time. Which one you have? How many minutes have we been on the cast?
about 38 minutes. Yo, it's good. Yo, yo. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for your support. Alright, let's see. Let me get. Oh, everyone chose. I'm the last one up. He said, I'm the last one up. Alright. So, I got the bowl of lighters right there if you need one. Um, I wish I had my toilet paper. And oh, I gotta take the big, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Always gotta have a big. Oh, but I got the cherries on that. Cherries, hold on. All right, so feel free to smoke up whenever you want. I'm about to hit this right now. <laughs> yes. How you do this? I don't know how to do this. Which one y'all want to hear? With your girlfriends to make you happy? Or that you love me? Make me happy. Make you happy. Make you happy. I'm making you happy You done post me on the gram I'm hoping you at me Instead of talking out of problems You quick to attack me Those subliminals at me I wonder what that mean I wonder how you been doing without me I need an answer I've been hurting without you Been feeling like it was cancer Hanging on to the past She told me I put a last I remember when I first met Shawty She was a dancer Stepping to the tempo Blocking out emotions Not today bitch I'm a Kimbo What I rate you a tenfold You crazy Shorty not Hispanic She more than I Singing like plies Baby sexy Can I hold on you close I wanna hear you moan it goes down in the crib when your hubby not home Can I hold on you close? I wanna hear you moan, Mr. the car Now she checking on the phone, he left a voicemail like That's crazy how you move like That's that That's fresh like, like, Make you, you happy by Za Banger Yo, that's that's a fresh ass beat That's, I love that That's such a by yourself, like, song, yeah, that, like, is that a, kind of vibe, like, you in your room, you're by yourself, but see, like I said, this, for me, the second verse is make the song, mm -hmm. so in this song, it's like, it's, alright, so it's connected, you got the make you happy, <coughs> you got the, <coughs> you got the uh, porn star, mm -hmm. and then, I saw you posting that a lot, I heard that one, and then, um, I gotta see the name You got the you got the wildlife crew, you got the uh, making you happy, and then it's the porn star. They're all connected. So it's like a story, part yeah. one, part two, part three. No, it's all connected because it's the it's the same girl. Oh, okay. When I was writing those songs, it was in the format of the same girl. Like those those videos are gonna be a, a three P video because it's the same girl. She was just in different situations. The first one, she was she was got these friends. You feel me? They crazy. They got her involved into some stuff she not she not used to. They she, she with the Wild Out crew. Okay. Then you come into the then you come into they they wind up she wind up meeting somebody. You feel mm -hmm. me? While she got a man, that's that's when the porn star come in because she treat him like a porn star, but she got somebody. Mm. And then in making you happy, her man find out. So in the first verse, he telling her, you feel me? I, I'm doing all this for you. You yeah. you're not even calling me or whatever, whatever. And then if you would have finished it, the second verse is like the side nigga, like, bro, 
I'm not I'm not condoning it, you feel me? But I'm mm. not gonna stop her. Right. Right. You feel mm. me? And then that's that's the that's the three people. That's definitely, definitely. So I wanted to go into a little bit on how you got into it, how you got into music, a little bit about your story. Well, first and foremost, my dad is a genius when it comes to music. He done he's been into contracts with Snoop Dogg. Uh, you ever heard of Big Bang Hank? Which? Big Bang Hank. Mm-mm. Big uh, Bang Hank? Mm-hmm. No. That's my grandfather. He's oh. Old. I forgot. I forgot what group he's in. He's basically like a, one of the pioneers <coughs> for like music, hip hop. Oh, okay, yeah. that's really dope. So you have a, a strong influence with music. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of in the bloodline. You feel me? Like he wasn't really involved with us like that. You feel mm. me? But just just knowing him and just knowing that, and just yeah, bless you. And, <laughs> and then my my dad just like he makes beats as well. He DJs. He draws. He does tattoos. Mm. Like he's just so artistic himself so it's like it's big on that and I can't really draw you feel me but I used to sing growing up Okay. I try to draw on my spare time I like I just love lines I just put lines together whatever the fuck I make that's fresh that's fresh you feel me so yeah yeah I'm dad. the same way as you can tell like this is my original art that's All my father's Oh, that's tough. So, yeah, so yeah, it's I like the competition. That I like the Muhammad Ali. Yeah, yeah that's how you. it is with my dad. Like, <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I make music, because he's always the type, like, even him, him and my dad, like, they always make sure, like, I don't sound like nobody. Like, they're my mm-hmm. biggest critics, because they'll be like, my dad, if I let him hear some shit, he'll be like, man... You sound like you feel me. That's like, you sound like and that's, even, that's the producer for me. Even, even with him, like I'll be like, yeah, he'll be like, yeah, I fuck with it, but. Ah, it's alright. Like when I get the it's alright, I know mm. like nah, I could I could go harder than that. Okay. You feel me? So. Yeah, I feel like it's important to have yes men around you, especially right. as an artist. Because if you have yes men, you're gonna. Oh look at him! Look else. at him right there. Big Bank Hank. Nah. No, that's, that's not, not him. him. <laughs> that's not him. That's not him. Uh, Is that how you spell his name? Oh, oh, keyboard being passed. <laughs> <laughs> First and foremost, we go back to the search bar. Yo, I'm getting. Stupid litty. <laughs> you go to the first one. This is my dad, internet radio station. Oh, word. That's fresh. Squad Rebel Radio. Yeah. So basically, you kind of grew up around, surrounded by the music, music. industry. That's funny. That's hey, funny how that works my out. My dad's been in, in contracts with Snoop Dogg. All types of shit. That's I done done met a lot of amazing people because of my dad. That's really cool. I done been on the phone calls with a lot of amazing people because of my dad. That's really cool. That's really cool. That's the inspiration. That's that's awesome. Yeah, that's my dad right there. (laughs) That's really cool. Light skin one. That's really cool. The guy, uh, the the guy on the left. On the right. On the right. Yeah. That's really cool. That's cool. Yeah, and my dad's also an artist, and it's funny how that works out, because um, the way you guys, you brought up into <coughs> music, kind of the same thing how I got brought up into art. Mm-hmm. You know, my father, he was never an artist himself, although I heard he did try and he sucked terribly at it, <laughs> but he was really into music, all kinds of music, all different genres, and we never really heard what was on the radio at the time. Because we were so surrounded by things of different countries and different places of different sounds, just all meshed into one. You got like the '80s mixed with like old school hip hop, and you got some EDM yeah. dance music and some weird chill shit. And but that my father was into everything. And on top of that, you know, he was also a big artist at, at you know working on it, his art all the time. So when he was working into the art. Uh, world, you know, obviously we were always around it. So later on in life, 
we noticed that we all had like this passion for art and this is why we kind of started this business you know to get you know uh, a business in where other artists could um grow with one another and going back to what i was saying with the jazz community you know we kind of want to build that community because like the ones that are like us it is now for me I, i don't know how it is for you guys but it's now a pleasure to have known you and to have this moment because yeah, we share definitely. the same community. Most like, definitely. and it's like to hear your experiences, it's like, oh shit, like we got, <laughs> a, we were in separate worlds, separate rooms mm-hmm. till now. And we had similar experiences. Like, how fucking crazy is that? Yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's, it's like to show you, like, when you're thinking you're all alone in something, you know, there's probably somebody in a different room, in a different place going through it too same shit <laughs> same shit, same shit. <laughs> same shit. <laughs> um so so now when, when did you start noticing that you were good with music like when did you start realizing like i like this is what i wanted to start doing when i so when i was young at, at mckinley elementary school i used to rap battle at, at my uh lunch periods or whatever you feel me so that was just something to, that was just something to play with like I just knew I could just rap I could make words rhyme mm. and I was I used to write poetry I was never that cool <laughs> no it wasn't even cool I didn't hang with the cool kids like that but it was just I just was able to rhyme I could write words I could rhyme words because of poetry I love words and one of my punishments was my mom used to make me read the dictionary and write it mm. so I'm basically like rewriting the dictionary as I'm reading it you feel oh, me that's really cool and she used to test me on the words that's punishment you tell that's, that's punish- cool that's cool that's no. punishment I and know that, that's, if that's I get like- it wrong you know what comes after right? <laughs> word but you know what like as a punishment I never got that I never had an option to do something like that it was just a belt that was it oh, <laughs> it was it like it was no there was no option like that's to me that's like yo at least I would have learned something. I'd be saying, I'd be like, damn, that's good. Because, like, I love words. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just do poetry. Then Especially wordplay. My, yeah, my eighth grade, I mean, my eighth grade, my 10th grade teacher, Ms. Union, she gave me a thesaurus. Okay. And that's what really set it off. Because now I was learning words that got the same definition, but just different words, you feel me, and mm. different ways I could use them. And then after uh, that, it was just, it was ball games. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Anonyms, synonyms, all that shit. I started learning, picking up. Then I started picking up syllables, and then it was just like poetry slams. Now I'm performing. This serious. That's cool. So how often do you perform? Well, I haven't performed since last year. It's been a minute since I performed, only because I was trying to find a studio, but now I got an in-home studio. So okay. I'm just trying to just flood myself with more music. You're right. So now I could get back on track. Okay, okay. So that's, that's pretty <clears> dope. <throat> hopefully we get to so. see you soon, see yeah, you live. See you real soon. So are you working on anything new? Oh yeah, I got two new two new tapes coming. I got more than a hobby. That's what I'm pushing soon. Okay. Like real soon, but on top of that, I got Tales of Dexter. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. That sounds like. Sounds like uh, you got some stories to, to tell. Yeah, yeah. The more than the hobby is just influenced by, like, this is serious. This is not just music. Like, like remember I was telling you about living it? Mm-hmm. Like, you got you to gotta live the music. Like, this is one of those tapes where every song is going to take two months to do. Because mm-hmm. I'm finding my beats on YouTube right now, and I'm buying them. So, you feel me? I want to buy it. Like I said, my dad made beats. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of other people that make beats. Now I'm going to recreate the beat and just make it... Like, every song is a project mm. on this project. Yeah, right. You that's really me? cool. Yeah, and that's the, that's that makes the album more, like, uh, to the user, I think, more appreciated because, like, there's a story behind this album. Mm-hmm. Like, you're putting this project together. Every, um, you got everything going together, so everything is, like... When you listen to it and you hear the story, you're like, "Ooh!" Then you hit it, hear it again. Now you want to hear it again because yeah, it's like, Cause it's oh, real. right now you know the story behind it, and then you're like, "Ooh, that's what he's talking." Then you hear yeah. the song again, and it's like, "Oh, that's what he's talking about." That's crazy. Yeah, 
do you start off the whole album trying to tell a specific story or each individual song has its own story each majority of the time each individual song has its own story because mm. the way I do it like if I hear a beat if, if I like the kick I close my eyes and see what it See what I see. Like okay. I said, my, somebody tell me a situation. I hear a beat. I see what he just described to me out of his situation in it. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So I visualize what the beat want me to see. Whatever I feel from it. You feel me? Because that's what music is. It's a feeling. Okay. It's like poetry. It's how you describe yourself. It's a feeling with you. Exactly. You can't say. You know what I mean? So right. That's, that's how every song get created. Mm, Whatever that's, I that's see fresh. from it. That's fresh. For the most part, I would say hip hop. Hip hop. Hip hop. Or R and B. R and B. Hip hop and R and B. That's fresh. Yeah. I mean, I I've been trying to like write rap lyrics just because I like the the flow of like the way <clears throat> it's like said, the way the story is said, and like something similar to like Drake. And stuff like how he like you can really hear the story as opposed mm-hmm. to like a mumble rap or not to say I don't like him, but to say that it's like you hear the story more clear when you hear it like in the form that Drake does it or uh, you hear it in Logic's kind of tone as well. Right. You can kind of right. So who did the list continues? Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> like when I think of a song, like I think of. Like the influence that this song might have, because like I feel like every song I yield a weapon, and how I point this direct the the weapon, like how I direct this weapon, is like what I think about the most. So like I think about what do I want these people to think, like what do I want them to hear, like when they hear this music, what what kind of mindset do I want them to be in and nine times out of ten I'm always thinking about like self-improvement because that's what I'm always thinking about I'm always thinking about how I can improve myself so it's always like I'm trying to talk to myself on like it's all my lyrics is just me trying to tell myself what I should what I should already know because I do the research but I never do it so it's just like a reminder to myself like dude step up what are you doing you're slacking kind of a thing and it's like self-reflection. That's just the kind of artist you are. There's artists that just like the hype. Like they just create hype music. There's mm-hmm. people that just want to create that beat music, you know? Yeah. It depends on your perspective and what kind of artist you are. Exactly. No, no. I, 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 everything like, is, it's all love. I love like every kind of. It's, it's about what we mimic. Like she right. said, it's about it's about the type of music you like. You're gonna mimic that type exactly. of music. You, if you like if you like R and B, you're not gonna try to make rock music. That's true. Exactly. <laughs> like, if you like rock music, you're not gonna try to do jazz. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not gonna do that. You're gonna do what you like. Exactly. I feel like right now, um, underground artists are kind of more trendy than like already well known. I feel mm. like everybody's on the search for the next like underground artist. Like, at first, for me, it was Lil Baby. I loved Lil Baby, and then all of a sudden, he came out with the hit Close Friends, and everybody started listening to him. But, like, I feel like I'm always on the next, like, who's next? Who? What, what music is coming out? I feel like you guys have that platform now that back then that people didn't really have. That's true. And, like, and now everyone can communicate, and we can definitely get, you know, together in ways that we would never able to get, you know, we got this whole interview set up just because of Instagram or something that didn't happen. Not even like five years ago, we couldn't have done this five years ago. So it's just, yeah. Yeah. And we, facts. Facts. Now you can completely override that. Yeah, you can really, yeah. You and be really who you are. Yourself. You need to know somebody to actually go somewhere. Yeah. And, or now, like, you got people like Russ coming up. That just, all it was was just will and motivation and just nonstop. Because if you heard his first ever songs, they weren't, like, the best. <laughs> but, like, towards the end, like, you, you start hearing, like, damn, like, he 
cleaned He's that up. Yeah, he cleaned it up. You can even hear like you switch from one dog to another dog. Like you can tell like he, his program got better. Things got better. But I like that. Like when I hear that in artists, I really like that about that person. That you can hear their growth. Like you can hear that they're constantly doing things to make themselves better. They're they're right. changing their sound just a little bit to become a little bit more true to who they are. I like that process. Yeah. That's, that's what's making. That's what making more than a hobby. Right. Right. Mm, I like that. That's what makes it more than a hobby. <laughs> exactly. That's what makes it more than a hobby. Cause I know a lot of people that that are listening to a beat, they're not. They'll they'll be in the studio, find a beat, write to it, lay it down, make it right there, and then drop it. Mm. There's no thought, no detail. It's, yeah, it's no, no artist. Like you feel me? Like yeah, they probably might take an hour, two, three hours to record it or whatever. whatever. Right. But that's damn near regular. Yeah. Right. You feel what I'm saying? And then it's just like, yeah, they drop it off the first mix. No master. Mm. Just, the, just the first mix. I see, I see. Yeah, I mean, everyone has their own way. Um, but I definitely enjoy a little bit more when there's like a thought process behind it. Because like as a listener, to me, I feel like the story hits home a little bit more. Like, I can hear, like, I hear your words, and sometimes, like, especially if it's, like, R&B or rap or whatever, sometimes you don't catch every word, but when you hear the story, and then you hear, like, oh, there's a background to everything, now you're listening to it, and now, like, the words sound clear, like, before you may not heard every word that you were saying, but now that you know the story, oh, shit, every word pops up, and you understand everything. why I, I love um, The weekend and I like his old stuff and I like uh, Fabulous because you can listen to that shit a billion times and you'll always find something new about that song. Like it's that attention to detail for me is what makes me like an artist like a mm. lot. Party Next Door, one of those right, people Party too. Right, Party Next Door, I was just listening. Party Next Door, <laughs> that nigga, yeah, he be touching my soul. No <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His shit, his shit tough. And, and I'm like you were singing that song Sunflower. That shit hit my soul too. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. that song. <laughs> Yo, man, that shit crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I have something to you because that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that shit, that shit hits you like, oh, hold up, hold up. And then like I heard the lyrics and I was like, all right, it's about a sunflower. Like, okay, like you're a sunflower. Like, how do how does that really, like, to me, I was like, okay, what is the purpose of that? Why Sunflower? Like, of all the things you could have said, why use that one? And then I found out, like, you know, Sunflowers have a hard time growing because they all grow up on top of each other. And then, like, they all have to fight for the same amount of resources, and they kind of, like, suck up the nutrients from the people that, from the surrounding Sunflowers. So it's like, there's like a in depth there's like there's depth to this shit it's just not like he chose sunflower just to pull it out of his ass and then to find out that because I never saw the Spider-Man movie you know but like eight times well which one (laughs) Into the Spider-Verse oh my god yeah I really want to see that it was the beginning scene I know I I watched it like three times four times I watched this shit Probably like two weeks. I think I watched like eight times last week. That's my favorite superhero. I'd be maxing out for that. Yeah, word. Yeah, man. Yeah, I want to see that. I want to see that so bad. I want to catch that movie because, like, from what I heard, that that song jives really well with the movie as well, and it's very important. Yeah, it was it was his favorite song. Relax though. Spoiler alert. Yeah. No worries. If you good. got um F movies, well, if you go on the internet, you go to F movies dot uh-huh. uh, co. F movies. Google it. You can Google it. Uh-huh. It's um in HD. You can watch it for free right now. Word. Yeah. F movies dot co. Yeah, yeah, you just word. Google that yeah, shit. Yeah, just put an F movies. Exactly. Just yeah. Google that shit and you'll find it. Yeah, it'll pop up. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely want to catch that movie. And I, I heard like the, the visuals on that is really trippy and it's like good to watch when you're really stoned. 
Oh man, I want to see it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's free. And, and it's other site. There's other movies on that shit as well. Oh okay. It's, it's, it's a movie site. It's a show site too. So okay. They be having their stuff on that. Ah, uh, definitely. I'll definitely check that out. Um, so for those that are, are listening, how can they uh, reach you, Zah? Uh, they can reach me on Instagram at Zah for President. The four is the number four. Okay. So Z A H number four president uh-huh. and then underscore. That's the Instagram. Okay. Za for president. Uh, you can reach me at Twitter. You can reach me on Twitter at Za MTL two fifty Z A H M T L two fifty two five zero. Uh, that's really all I be on. iTunes, Spotify. How do they find you there? Uh, Za Banger. So Z A H B A N G E R. Z A H B A N G E R. Yo, if you heard that little snippet, I gave you just a tease because the second verse he says is where it gets. The second verse is where it gets popping. Yeah, that's where it gets juicy. So you gotta you gotta check out that second verse. So go up on Spotify, check that shit out. Give him some love. The only Zabang on all streaming sites, so there's no way you can find you can't find me. Okay, dope. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, rabbit two v o zero. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Two, you got that? Can you say that one more time for the mic? Rabbit two v o with zero. Fresh. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, it was a pleasure having you guys on the cast. So it was a pleasure. Being and we got there. some dope ass food <laughs> waiting yeah. for you, so not you're not done. <laughs> much love. Much love. Much love. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you for joining us in the emerald life we out peace it. we did it <laughs>